G'day and welcome back to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast 2022 edition. Today we're talking some waiver wire pickups. Let's go! G'day and welcome back to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, I am, my name is Mitchell Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. We've had a bit of time off. We've enjoyed a bit of holidays, some sunshine up here at Queensland in, uh, in uh, sunny Brizzy, although it wasn't so sunny over the holidays. But uh, I'm joined once again with my boy Callum Mack. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Happy New Year to all. We're back. Um, we had a nice little prolonged holiday, which which was quite nice, but I'm back into the midst of it now. And keen to talk some more basketball. We, we've obviously been missing out. There's a lot of waiver white ads um, to talk about. Yeah, so today's podcast, we're doing a bit of a catch-up. Obviously, some of these guys might already be picked up in your league, but just want to make sure we cover all bases and then also cover the guys who are very relevant right now. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get stuck straight into it. Obviously, lots to catch up on. Uh, we'll also be doing a few more podcasts over the num- uh, next coming days, touching on a few questions and things like that. Uh, if you if you aren't subscribed yet or haven't haven't uh, seen us before, make sure you hit that subscribe button, give the video a thumbs up, uh, and we'll start off the year with a bang. Let's let's get straight into it with some. We're calling these guys like the catch ups and the must ads. So players who uh, need to be on every or on a roster everywhere or on some roster somewhere. Uh, let's start with Anthony Simons for the Portland Trailblazers. Currently uh, putting uh, lighting the house up, you know, putting up a lot of points, putting up a lot of assists, threes. Uh, obviously, he's benefiting a lot from the absence of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Um, there is a bit of talk that CJ McCollum might be back soon, but there's a lot of rumors going around with Damian Lillard's injury and the severity of that. So... Whilst all that st- stuff is up in the air, I think that Anthony Simon needs to be on a roster somewhere uh, just because of the upside and the uncertainty around some of the... What's going on with this roster in general, really? What, what's your thoughts on uh, on Simon's there? Um, yeah, 100%, I must add. If you, if you look at his production in the past two weeks, um, he's been ranked 28, and that's on 24 points a game, um, and yes, about seven assists a game as well. Um, the field goal hasn't been too bad. Free throw percentage has been awesome at about 95% on about 3.2 takes per game. So um, there's about three really, really awesome stats there. The three-pointers as well, actually 4.3 a game in that stretch. Um, so he's definitely the, the real deal um, for the time being. He's obviously a bit of a heat check player, but you obviously hold him until he cools down. He had that 43-point game, which is Massive. huge. And he just followed that up um, recently with a 23-11 and 11 game. Yep. Yeah, so definitely someone that ever since we that that forty three point game came out, it was sort of like, okay, all right, let's let's add this guy, see where it goes. And he's kept it he's kept it rolling. Obviously not to those heights, but you know, he hasn't dropped below six assists since that game. He's been putting up, you know, lots of threes over those games as well. He's had a seven three pointer game in there as well. Um the the shooting will, will probably come down in the last two weeks. He is uh shooting forty seven point seven percent. I can probably see that coming a bit closer down to forty five or sub forty five. 
uh, which will drop the, the points. But And the minutes, obviously, he's averaging 35 minutes a game. When CJ's back, that usage will come down, I'd imagine. Uh, but still, I think the assists, he can keep that up and be a positive contributor there. The threes, the free throw percentage, like you said, should all be there, even with CJ back. Um, and there is a small chance, a slight chance, that uh, maybe Damian Lillard's injury is serious enough that they um, that they shut him down, or or perhaps there's a few trade rumors going on around uh, Portland. I don't think Lillard will get traded, but maybe CJ's traded, or or something's happening. Um, what, what are your thoughts about the potential upside from that point of view? Um, yeah, I think for now you just it, you just obviously hold on to him because no one really knows when either yeah. of these guys are going to be back. Yeah. Um, people, there were some rumors about CJ coming back because um, he's on one of my fantasy teams. There was some news he he was looking good and he was going to start um, getting back into shape. Um, but ever since then, I've seen nothing come out of any kind of organization at all. So I don't know. It obviously went pretty quiet there. Yeah. Um, which I, I could go one of the other ways. And, and with Damian Lillard, um, the, it's still that abdominal issue you had at the Olympics. It's obviously a lingering thing. Um, so there is a chance that you look. He could be. Um, one of those guys that are just, you know, put the bed for the rest of the season. You don't love to see it as a first-round pick, but he's definitely um, on the block at this point. Yeah, he hasn't looked right all season, and it was a question mark thrown out there by a few a few analysts out there mm-hmm. wondering if it was the abdominal injury from the start of the season. And obviously, Paul and have been playing very well, so there's a lot of rumors of them blowing up the team and, and trying something else. So keep an eye on that situation. The next guy here is one of my boys who I was very high on at the start of the season. It took a little while. It took a little while, Callum, but he's uh, he's back on the map. He has started the last few games, even started next to LaMarcus Aldridge, um, I think a game or two. Uh, Nicholas Claxton, I think, needs to be rostered everywhere. He had a bit of a stinker today, uh, got into some foul issues, and I think he uh, had a little minor injury, but I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him out longer. But before today's uh, game, he was putting up a lot of good, solid games, a lot of good, solid uh, block numbers. The field goal percentage is elite like we know it is. Uh, the rebounds are going to be there. The steals as a big man are actually pretty good as well. And I just think he is someone who can definitely be a, a good contributor on many different teams. So I think he is a must-roster player. Do you agree with me as, as labelling him as a must-roster? Or I know, I know I'm usually a bit high on him than you are. What are your thoughts? Um, look, I'd probably classify him right now as a top 100 player, and, and he pretty much fits any build. So on that point of view, yeah, I can like pick him up. Yeah, um, he he's, has some stretches where the field goes awesome. So field goes great as a big man. He can hit free throws as well, which is um pretty reasonable. Doesn't hurt you there. And then the one steal, one block a game. Yeah. Um, it's those kind of counting stats that kind of do go under the wire a bit. Um, and and that's probably why he isn't a talking point, but. Um, I, I, th- I think for now, just ride this hot stretch. They're obviously kind of testing the waters a bit at Brooklyn. They seem to be changing, changing the lineup a lot. And and I think the resting of LaMarcus Aldridge was probably inevitable. I think they're going to do that a portion throughout the season. And he's young legs, um, so you might as well ride him and see where it takes you for now. Yeah, I, th- I think also, I think I touched on this. I appeared on a, a Josh Lloyd podcast a, a couple of weeks ago uh, before Christmas, and we were talking about Claxton versus Aldridge and whether or not we saw Claxton breaking the starting lineup. And I think I said then that if Kyrie Irving comes back, that's when I see Claxton's value increasing and LaMarcus Aldridge's value decreasing because with Kyrie Irving there, they don't really need Aldridge's offense. Uh, they've got enough weapons on that team with Harden, Durant and Kyrie all there. So they really need more of that defensive presence that Claxton can, can give them. So that's that's where I see that. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is back on road games, not every game, but I think that is still a boost to his value regardless. Um, and in the last month, he's the 59th ranked player on Yahoo uh, in just 26 minutes a night. So 
there's even scope for that to be even better. Um, he's obviously just getting a lot of those blocks, and he's not really, like you said, not really hurting you anywhere. Uh, the free throw percentage is just below 70%, but on low attempts, um, and, and maybe not going to give you any assists or anything like that, but he is just someone who's really solid and really uh, good at those big men stats. All right, let's move on to the next must-roster guy. Another one who we have touched on previously in the past is just a standard league sort of uh, waiver wire ad to see how it goes, but I I think I'm going to label him a must-roster player. He's impressed me a lot this season. Um, Someone who's uh, I've picked up on my dynasty roster, not really expecting a lot, but I've become very attached to him and his steals and blocks, and it is is Herb Jones, the defensive specialist. He is starting to put it together and starting to bring a little bit of the offense as well. Uh, Again, if I compare those Nicholas Claxton numbers, Herb Jones is the 54th ranked player of the last month of the season. Uh, 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks, low turnovers, a three per game. Percentages are excellent. Uh, and just, just a really solid player that'll fit pretty much any team out there. Uh, would you agree with Herb Jones being a must roster? Um, yeah, look, I'll one up you. I'll, I'll even say in the past 14 days, um, he's the 21st ranked player. So he's, he's been cooking, he's been playing well, awesome month stretch, and even better in the past two weeks. Um, I mean, it's the steals and blocks are awesome. He yeah. gets the three-pointer game as well. Field goal, free throw. He, he just compu- contributes everywhere. Even the assists over the past yeah, couple of weeks, he's putting about a little bit over two assists a game. So it's not like a... Obviously, it's not he's pow- ideal, but it's not... He's powerful and eligible. So. He's powerful and eligible as well. So that's, that is good. Some, something, especially if you're like a like a punt big man kind of build, like you don't have many... Um, you know, you don't want that many centers or power forwards that aren't contributing in those steals, threes, and, and assists area, he's going to be someone that can definitely do that for you in that position. Yeah, 100%. And, and they're obviously, they're giving him minutes now. They're kind of realizing that this kid is making a difference. So I think for the rest of the season, um, he will maintain the amount of minutes he's yeah. been putting up, and it's been about 33 minutes a game um, for the past couple of weeks. So yeah, and, and no chance that's going to slow down. Yeah, I think I think he's integral to this team because they don't have a lot of good defenders on that roster. You know, Brandon Ingram and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and all these other guys, they're not good defensive players. So he really fits a need for that team. So I agree with you. I think he, even if Zion Raxley recovers and his foot comes back, which I don't think is going to be happening, uh, I think he's still going to get a lot of minutes on this roster. So uh, I do like me some Herb Jones. Let's go on to another sort of small forward, power forward player, Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he is someone who sometimes slips under the radar in fantasy circles because he doesn't do anything super exciting. But much like these other guys, he is someone who will contribute a lot across the board. Uh, and he is someone I think is a must-roster player. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Dorian Finney-Smith? Um, yeah, look, he, he's good for three-pointers. Um, I think he probably gets a little bit boosted with his turnovers to be 100%. But yep. he's a guy who's just kind of solid and, and is probably just around that 100 kind of rank and, and will always contribute. He's always got the minutes. He puts up 30 minutes a game. So he's always going to yeah. give you the threes, give you a bit of points. Um, he probably um, fits a punt assist build really nicely. And he's probably a bit hot and cold with the steals and blocks, but can get close to a one a game. So he's just one of those guys that does just give you a bit of everything outside the assists. Um, turnovers are great, but he's a guy that's just going to contribute the whole season. Yeah, he's, he's currently the 65th ranked player of the last month uh, in 33 minutes a game. And look, you look at those numbers, 13.5 points, 5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. They're, they're all pretty solid. Like you said, under a turnover a game, half a steal, nearly a block. 
um, you know, solid percentages. He's just he's just a very solid guy all around. And again, um, I, I would prefer Herb Jones, just a bit more of that upside with those defensive stats. But if I relate him to one of those punt big men kind of builds, he's a powerful, eligible player that can get you a lot of threes. He can give you over two and a half assists a game. Uh, he, can, he has have, had games where he goes for big steal numbers in the past as well. So it can be, it can be good to stream him in for that kind of stats with that position. And then again, someone who, if you're worried about turnovers or in a roto league, then he is someone who gets a boost in that kind of format. So uh, one of the unsung heroes in, in fantasy basketball, Dorian Finney-Smith, I think. And the last guy here uh, that I'm calling a must-roster player, probably the closest to me not calling a must-roster out of everyone here is Marcus Morris Sr. What, what are your thoughts on Marcus Morris? I've sort of got him here since the news of Paul George and his injury and, and um, Marcus Morris needing to shoulder a bit of a more offensive load. Uh, what do you think? Do you agree with me in calling him must roster or what are your thoughts? Um, I, yeah, like I picked him up off the waiver wire recently um, and, and I've been rostering him. I think he's a good addition, especially with Paul George out, obviously Kawhi's out um, indefinitely. So he's kind of become, if not the number one option, but I mean, no one really knows what number one option is in that Clippers. But nah. for now, look, he's putting up 20 points a game over the past couple of weeks. That's really awesome. Um, so from that point of view, yeah, um, he's about 15 and a half field goal attempts a game so that they are running it through him. So you might as well ride this wave until poor George does come back. Um, and, and even then you could hold on to him a bit because I know, um, look, I actually drafted him in one of my drafts and let go of him due to his injury earlier in the season, but yeah. um, he still can be a guy that can um, average about the 16 points a game, even with PG um, taking a lot of the workload when he's back. So for, for now, um, obviously, I, I would classify him as a must roster, um, but yeah. when PG comes back, he'd probably be more of the wave for why on and off people's rosters. Look, he's the 88th ranked player on the season, so that's obviously, you know, top 100 is what we basically consider a must roster player. So he's doing that, rostered 68% of leagues in Yahoo. So he's he's up there in terms of rostered percentage, but not in every single league. So just make sure you double check to see if he is available on your wire. Um, and, and especially with that Paul George injury, he should be more towards that like top 75 uh, for the next sort of month or two. Uh, and then when Paul George comes back, we'll see where he fits in. But for now, you just sort of roll it and see what happens and go from there. Let's uh, let's move on to some standard league ads. We're calling these standard league ads. Basically, if they fit a need for your team, they're not necessarily going to rank as high as some of those other guys, but if they fit a need, whether it's a statistical need or positional need or, or just more short-term value, um, that's what we're calling these guys here. And we'll start it off with someone who I've, I've never really been very high on, but you can't deny that he is putting up some stats at the moment. Uh, it is Terrence Ross. For me, this is a bit of a short-term thing. Riled, uh, uh, sorry, ride him while he's hot kind of situation, and then when he cools off, you can drop him back. But I think at the moment, big points, big threes. He's some, a guy that can give you some steals as well. Uh, solid free throw percentage. He's just a bit of a, a bit of an ad, a hot hand right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on Terrence Ross? Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's obviously a hot hand, and he will have a, a pretty pretty bad game, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Next week where he'll <laughs> he'll shoot two from twelve or something like that. It's That's coming. Kind of the player he's been, but three pointers, points, really, really solid. Um, there's not really much in terms of the defensive side of things, um, but. If you're streaming those two categories, he's worth picking up for sure. Yeah, and he's, he's getting a lot of minutes at the moment as well. Um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he's putting up over sort of 30 minutes a game uh, ever since he's come back. I think he was in the protocols for a little while. So ever since he's come back from that, he's putting up, you know, 33, 33, 31, those sort of level of minutes um, consistently. 
uh, 29, 27. All those kind of minutes are being put up by him. So in a team that's lacking sort of offensive firepower, he is someone who's definitely going to chuck the ball up. And if you don't mind a bit of a hit to your field goal percentage, then he is someone who I definitely think you can you can do worse than adding. Uh, let's go on to the next guy who is someone who is probably one of the best streamers out there for positions, but also can just stick on your roster until uh, Bam Adebayo comes back. And that is, I'm going to butcher this name, Callum, uh, but that is Omer Yurtsevin. Did I, did I get that all right? Did I do all right there? I think that was good. I think you nailed it. Oh, cool. I've been practicing. All right. Omer Yurtsevin is someone who obviously won't give you a whole lot outside of the rebounds, but boy, can he, he can bloody rebound. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty pretty wild. In the, in the past couple of weeks, he's been averaging about like 15 rebounds a game, which is um, pr- pretty like, I mean, that would lead the league 100%. 15.6 a game, um, close to 12 points. He's even buckling down a few assists over the past couple of weeks, three a game, 1.4 steals. So he's contributing everywhere. Um, the three throw percentage is a bit lower than you'd like. Um, the field goal for a center is probably a bit low as well. But yeah, that... In terms of streaming rebounds, you can't get much better than that. He is just on an absolute tear. Um, if I just go down, let's say the past, I mean, he's been double-digit rebounds really since he got the starting job. Yeah. So yeah. over the past 10 games, the lowest he had was 12 rebounds. Um, and it's all between 12 and 17. So he's just killing it. He had a 22 and 16 game. That's pretty impressive. Um, the Steelers do help as well. Um, he, he probably can really fit most builds right now is because he's kind of contributing everywhere. He doesn't yep. really shoot threes is probably his only weakness. Uh, free throw percentage as well is probably less than yeah. ideal. But again, it's not on many attempts. So if you're strong in that category, you should be able to handle uh, that small little bump there. But yes, yeah, so definitely one of the best streaming options out there. He is 63% rostered. So uh, he has been picked up in a, in a few leagues, obviously, since he's been starting. But I think Bam is still out for a little while longer. So if you're still available and you need rebounds, then there's no one else better. You can probably go pick up on your waiver wire. Uh, then Omer Yurtsevin. Okay, let's go on to the next guy. And uh, he's a roller coaster, that's for sure. But it's time once again, Cal, to talk uh, Chris Boucher. I, do, do you think he's like the most talked about player on, on our fantasy podcast? I feel like we, we talk about him every every couple of weeks. Yeah, look, I'll say probably over the past um, 12 months, he's been brought up a fair few times, hasn't he? Ever since he's kind of yeah. been a bit of a breakout candidate yeah. um, in, in last season, he's just been some great months. And then definitely, as you said, roller coasters, yeah. he's been dipping. Um, but look, he had a great game last game, 37 minutes, 13 points, 16 rebounds, got the three blocks in there. And that's why you have him. You get him for kind of like the steals and the blocks um, over the past couple weeks. He's a 63rd ranked player. We have 1.3 blocks, 1.1 steals. That's really good. Um, everything else won't really shout at you. It's really more those couple defensive stats there. Um, the turnovers as well are only at about a half a turnover. Obviously, he's probably getting a bit boosted. So he, he, he's one of those guys. I honestly, I'd hate to own him. I haven't picked him up just for that reason. I think he would just aggravate me. But um, it, <laughs> you oh, can get a whole week with him and he could be the turn. So I think he's more of a gamble kind of prospect. Yeah, look, I don't know, man. This 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 guy just infuriates me. Um, like we know the potential there. Like we've always said it. We've always said if he gets the minutes, he is someone who is going to be good. Like you just look back at his last four games: thirty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty, fifteen, and then before he was nineteen. You know, it, like and then you go back a few weeks. He's he got a thirty-eight minute game where he put up twenty-eight and nineteen with five threes, two steals, and two blocks. That was when there was a lot of players out for the Toronto Raptors. Their players are slowly starting to come back in now, but obviously right now you, you've got to have him. 
And but I just I just want to temper everyone's expectations. Don't get your hopes up. We've seen this play out before. We've seen this narrative before. Nick Nurse doesn't like him. Nick Nurse, for whatever reason, doesn't want him to play. He's he's not honestly he's honestly not that good to be honest. Like if we're being real, if you actually watch him play basketball, he's great for fantasy. He chucks the ball up. He just goes up to every rebound. He tries to block every shot. But in actual basketball, he's not he's not that good of a player. Um, and so there's a reason he doesn't get that many minutes when they've got other options available. Um, so for that reason, I definitely think he's an ad. If you need the rebounds, if you need the blocks, and maybe some threes, um, then sure. But I just wouldn't be getting my hopes up that he's going to continue this for the rest of the season because I, I don't trust his minutes at all. Um, but, of course, right now, grab him. See what happens. I could be wrong. We could be wrong. He could... Maybe he's flicked the switch and... I don't know, done something really nice for uh, Nick Nurse over the, the Christmas period. I don't know, maybe you got him a really good present and now he's in his good books. I don't know. What, what do you think? Why is he in his good books now, Cal? Why is, why is Chris Boucher getting minutes? I think it's mainly the injuries. Yeah. Um, and then, look, I think it is certain matchups as well. Sometimes he does yeah. like to have that kind of small ball. So it's definitely a matchup basis and the injuries That's true. help. Yeah, it, 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 we did. We even saw that last year when he had his breakout year. He was up and down based on the matchups. I think they didn't want to play him against some of the bigger, stronger centers and things like that. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is uh, moving forward. So let's go on to the next guy here, uh, Gary Harris. Uh, didn't think we'd be talking much about Gary Harris. I I thought he was sort of washed up a little bit, but he's he's put up a, a fairly good stretch of games recently. Uh, big points, big threes. Uh, some steals as well recently as well. So I think he's someone similar to a Terrence Ross that you ride in while there's the hot hand. It doesn't seem like there's much going on in, in Orlando at the moment with some of those younger guys. Obviously, you've still got a few guys coming back from injuries who are yet to sort of play. Uh, but at the moment, you see how you can go with, with riding these hot hands. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on old Gaz? Um, yeah, he's probably a streamer. He's your classic 3 and Ds over the past couple of weeks. Has been pretty hot um, for maybe about three weeks or so now. He's been getting the minutes, um, about 35 minutes a game, um, 3.3 pointers, 1.7 steals. I think previously that is why, I mean, I'm talking years ago when he was kind of hyped around because he was putting up what he's similar to what he's putting up to now, yeah. um, 18 points a game with steals, with threes, and, and that's why he was getting drafted. Uh, what he's ranked now is 95 over the past couple of weeks, even with those stats, um, which is yep. a little bit surprising. I guess the field goal is turning you a little bit, um, they are playing through him a bit, so he's at 2.2 turnovers. So that is something to also consider. No rebounds. Um, but for now, no, he's no worth assists. having. I, I think it's more faults when he gets back and Suggs. That's also something to keep in mind. Yeah, well, Fultz is coming back. Uh, Suggs is coming back. I think they've played a bit of time without Cole Anthony. They they want Jonathan Isaac, who's still yet to come back as well. There's a lot of their, their building blocks not playing at the moment. So uh, he's obviously benefiting from that, but this team is going absolutely nowhere. Uh, they are going to be tanking hard down the rest of the season. They're going to be playing their young guys, so I, I wouldn't get too attached with Gary Harris or uh, Terrence Ross, but right now, leading into the All-Star break or whatever the case may be, um, they're, they're riding their older guys. He's averaged 35 minutes in the last couple of weeks, so um, I can see that declining, but for right now, while it's up there, he is, he is doing pretty well in those three steals, points, uh, the percentages are pretty solid as well. Uh, are, are pretty nice to have on your roster if that's what you need. Let's go on to Jared Vanderbilt, who is someone who is uh, surprisingly a, a bit of a rebounding beast. 
who I wasn't wasn't too much on my radar this year. I did know that he was a good per minute guy, but I didn't think he was going to be able to earn those minutes in Minnesota. But he has been uh, playing really well the last couple of weeks. He's had a twenty-one and nineteen game with four assists, two steals, and two blocks. That is an absolute monster of a game. Um, and he, he's putting up good steals and good rebounds, a, a fairly rare combination to get. Uh, so for that reason, I think he is someone that you could definitely have on your roster. 86th rank on the season and still only rostered in 65% of Yahoo League. So I think that definitely needs to be a bit higher. What's your thoughts on uh, old uh, Jared Vanderbilt? Um, yeah, he definitely fits um, some, some builds. He doesn't shoot three-pointers at all. So no. consider that. That is not in his forte. But, I mean, rebounds and steals, like you said, um, really, really elite over the past couple of weeks, 1.9 steals. That'd be close to leading the league, honestly. Um, and then your 11.6 rebounds. That's really awesome too. Um, the assists yeah. for a big man is um, kind of there at two a game. So that is also helpful. It contributes. Field goal has been awesome. Um, he's been a contributor. And for now, it looks like he has kind of won that position. I think it was, was it McDaniels? Yeah, Jada um, McDaniels was the other guy we were considering. He, he was, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think... Vanderbilt to some degree is kind of outplayed him a bit at this point and, and they're probably going to ride it. So for now, um, definitely worth rostering. He's 65% rostered in leagues currently. Yeah, well, they're almost splitting minutes, to be honest. And I think that they are playing McDonald's a little bit at the three as well. Uh, but we always did sort of mention that fantasy-wise, McD- uh, sorry, uh, Vanderbilt was a better per-minute producer. I just didn't think that he was going to get the minutes that McDaniels would. But they're, they're both fairly even at this stage, so... Uh, shout out to Jared Vanderbilt, who's on a very friendly contract and still a young player, so we might see a little bit more of him in the future. But um, good job if you manage to snag him. But if he's on your roster and you need uh, boards and steals, uh, you can definitely do a lot worse. So I would be I would be making a swoop and adding him there. Uh, let's talk about another Timberwolf uh, here in Patrick Beverly. Um, someone who has been in and out of the lineup with uh, injuries and I think some uh protocols and things like that, but he is someone who will contribute across the board. Uh, a little bit skeptical on how his minutes look. They've been up and they've been down, but when he does get the minutes, he is producing well. Steals, blocks from a guard, good assists, solid threes. Um, the percentages are iffy, but they're not on too many attempts, so they don't hurt you that much, and, and low turnovers for a guard as well. So someone who ac- contributes across the board and is worth taking a punt on if you need some guard stats, in my opinion. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Beverly? Yeah, I think he's more of a streamer for me currently. Um, he seems to always have lingering injury, injuries. He yeah. had, you know, two games off with an apparent groin injury. He's one of those kind of players. Um, so to hold on to him, I'm not in love with. But in terms of assists and steals and a bit of threes, um, yeah, sure. I think that if those categories you need a stream for to be the turning table in a week, um, go for it. Yeah, I, th- I think he is kind of... Yeah, I'm less confident in him in terms of compared to some of these other guys uh, because there is, there's been a bit of that fluctuation in terms of minutes. He's, he's performed well when sometimes other guys were out as well. So when they're fully healthy or if they're fully healthy, who knows with this kind of a year, um, you know, how well does he do? But I think he contributes enough in those hard-to-get areas that he's worth being someone on your roster. It's really hard to find assists on the waiver wire. And so when you've got someone who's putting up five assists a game, rostered in 23% of leagues, you know, that's that's valuable. And I think that's worthy of being someone who you can, you can add because it's hard to find those sort of stats. Uh, let's move on to the second last player here. And it is uh, one of the guys who I'm very, very keen on. I, I really like his future potential. He's always been stuck behind a few other players, but it's Anyeka Okongwu, um, someone who is a permanent fantasy beast 
And at the moment, we've got a an injury or or a question mark next to Clint Capella. I think with a foot injury. Let me just double check that he's questionable or sorry doubtful for the game against the Heat. Uh, he missed the last game, and Okongwu played big minutes. And I think you know, there is a scenario where Okongwu. I don't know if it's likely. It's probably not very likely, but there is a scenario that Okongwu can steal the starting job. And if he ever does, he's a top. 50 top 40 potential kind of player because he just gets you blocks, he gets you rebounds, he gets you good assists from the center position, he can get a steal a game, he can get solid uh, field goal percentage, he can shoot well from the free throw line. He's just a really, really good fantasy uh, producer. W- what are your thoughts on Okongwu? Uh, look, I'll ask you a quick question. Hit me. What do you think his season rank is so far? Oh, his season rank. Uh, I know he hasn't played that many games, so maybe it's a bit higher. Maybe 100 and. 25 is that like it would it would surprise you i'm looking at right now i'm I'm quite blown away with the season average here apparently is 89th oh okay um, season rank so he's obviously getting bumped up with two things specifically um the blocks at 1.3 for the season is really good and also apparently from the field he's um 74 percent looking at it right now um, those things will come down. They obviously have come down in the past couple of weeks, even with his bigger minutes. Uh, but that being said, uh, with Clint out, he's, he's definitely worth having just for those two reasons. I guess field goal and blocks yeah. are really good. Um, I wouldn't particularly expect anything else for, from a big man. He can hit three throws, which is um, quite promising too. He's 87 and a half for the yeah. year on a reasonable amount of attempts, 2.3. So yeah. that does contribute. Um, so for now, I think I'm um, obviously probably pick him up with um, Clint out and, and keep doing so. That obviously keeps happening in the future. Yeah, he's pretty much like a seven to eight category contributor. The only thing he really doesn't contribute in is uh, threes, obviously, threes. and um, but everything else he's very solid in. So he's one of those like fantasy per minute beasts that I think uh, would definitely benefit with an increased role. He's doing that 89th ranks uh, in 23 minutes. And obviously, it's only coming on the seven games played, but he's been in and out, so he hasn't had that consistency yet. He had, I think he entered uh, the protocols uh, for a few games, came back 16 minutes, and then his minutes are sort of all over the place. And when he when yeah, he gets he big minutes... He DNPs yeah, as well. Well, when he gets big minutes, he, he puts up good stats. So um, yeah, with the opportunity there with Clint out... We don't know really how long. It doesn't sound like it's going to be too long, but I think this level of upside is worth taking a punt. Uh, let's go on to the last player. Um, Kobe White is putting up some good games at the moment. What are your, what are your thoughts about Kobe? Um, once again, probably um, similar to, let's say, Gary Harris with the the threes and the points streaming. Yep. Um, doesn't quite do it for you in the steals. He can get you some assists, um, so assists you can kind of flip those around. Yep. Field goal has been really good. I would expect that to drop down. He's been I shooting 57% over the past couple of weeks. Um, that probably isn't too maintainable. Um, and look, there are some injuries in Chicago as well, so that is probably why he's getting a bit of a boost. Yep. Um, he's the 53rd-ranked player over the past couple of weeks, so it's definitely worth owning. Um, until someone like a Caruso does come back. Yeah, I, th- I think you, you mentioned the name there that I think is going to affect him a lot is Alex Caruso when he comes back. Although he does sort of fit this team in terms of timeline instead of like in terms of their age. He is like one of their young prospects that they do, uh, you know, they do speak highly of. Um, coming off the bench this year as opposed to starting, maybe that helps him in terms of his field goal. But previously, his field goal percentage was one of the worst things of his game. He was like a sub-40% field goal for much of last season, if I remember correctly. Um, so, obviously, that 57% of the last two weeks is going to drop. It probably will be higher than like the 40% he shot last year. Maybe it's like closer to 45 But, yeah, I think I agree with maybe points, threes, 
uh, and maybe a little bit of assists. Uh, I think he can maybe keep it up. When Caruso drop comes back, he might drop down to maybe three per game, but it is still something useful. Then, and maybe he has impressed enough that he can still keep his minutes close to that 30 minutes per game and, and still be sort of like the, the lead shot taker on that second unit. And, and that, can, that can still have value in certain, in certain uh, builds and, and certain things where you need uh, those particular stats. Well, that, that'll do it for us today, Cal. Uh, first podcast of 2022 in the books. How are you feeling? Um, it's good to get one in. We, we did it. Let's keep it rolling. It's going to be a good year. Let's keep it rolling. It will be a great year. It'll be an even better year for you guys if you hit the thumbs up button, if you subscribe to the podcast, make sure you're tuning in. Follow us over on social media, uh, wherever you can. The the tags are all on the video there as well. If you haven't already, give us a five-star rating over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we will catch you next time where we're doing a Q&A. I'll see you then. Bye. done.